Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I can't believe that I'm actually doing this right now. Oh, my God. I hope that when I finally see him for the first time, I'll feel like I made the right choice. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Married at First Sight Edition. We're in episode two over in Boston. Can I say that I enjoyed the episode as much as I did last episode? No, I can't say that. I actually think that I found myself missing the um, uh, hmm, squirrel-like excuse me, drunken squirrel-like energy that Lindsay had and, and the fear in Mark's eyes, that was severely missing for me in this episode. And I think that really would have helped. But you know what? We have a lot more to talk about. So let's, we really don't have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it was very boring. Um, I'm going to try. I, we're just going to try and see what we what we got here. Since I already mentioned Mark and Lindsay, and we really only saw them in one segment this episode, let's just get them out of the way. We finished their wedding. It's officially over. They get to the group photo part, and Lindsay says that Mark seems like a really great guy. And so far, the only thing she's concerned about is the fact that between the two of them, they're now going to have five cats. But then, always, you know, she's a, a real silver linings kind of girl. Um, she says... <laughs> that Mark's cats are pretty much on their way out. They're heading out towards that rainbow bridge anyway. So this is maybe, you know, a temporary situation for her. And she's, she's grateful for that. I feel like we could have really seen the conversation that led to him telling her that his cats are about to die anyway. So not to worry about it. Like, I feel like we should have seen that on camera, but okay. Um, what else happens with them? Mark is freaked out by Lindsay. Let's be real. He's like, you know, I know that I have a lot of energy, but she really kicks things up a notch. But, um, you know, he's trying to roll with the punches and he says that he'll probably get more out of this, more out of his life by being around her. And I would say that that's probably true. Mark seems to not really do much except for wait for a wife. So, yeah, he's probably right. 
At one point, Lindsay tells Mark that she signed up for the show on Valentine's Day, which is about the saddest possible time to do that. She said that she, like, fully had a boyfriend, but he was older, he wasn't treating her well, and so she was like, you know what, I'm gonna spend what's left of my Valentine's Day trying to find a husband. As they're taking their couple's photos, Lindsay's really trying to get, she's trying to dive deep very quickly. So first, she is like asking about his mom because she sees a woman who she thinks is his mom, but is actually his landlord. And he's like, no, my mom's not here, but my landlord's kind of filling in as a surrogate. And, you know, she finds out that his father passed away a couple of years ago. And she kind of mentions very quickly, yeah, I got a complicated situation with my family too, but she doesn't get into it. She does, however, tell us that the idea or the fact that he has people in his life to kind of take the roles of a parent is actually really attractive to her. And she wishes that, you know, hopefully one day she can do the same for her or have the same for herself. Um, I have to admit that I fully thought that Lindsay would not be attracted to Mark because they kept talking about her or she kept talking about it. They kept mentioning how she was like, you know, I wasn't picky. I didn't care if he was tall, short, uh, black, white, whatever. I just, you know, no belly, no baby teeth. And (laughs) she does say that she is attracted to him. She says that she's noticing the sparks fly. Like she's feeling it. I'm getting some pretty strong horny vibes from her. Um, in regards to Mark, I'm not sure that Mark feels the same. I think maybe he might be a little too panicked to let the blood rush to that particular area at this point. But wow, I, she, Lindsay, Lindsay's really going to be a fun girl. She's going to be a fun girl to talk about. And and I'm looking forward to that. Is that really all that is? Yeah, I mean, she did say she was really attracted to him, but she was also three sheets to the wind. So, you know, maybe once she dries out a little bit, things might change. So watch this space. Let's move on to another one. Let's move on to Jasmina and Michael. Jasmina is my girl. I love her. I think she's funny. She's really rising up the ranks as like uh, Amani for me. So, Ooh, I like her. I really do. Um, I just want to address something before we get into this. now I had somebody, I don't know if you want me to say your name, but a friend reach out to me and ask me if I noticed that Michael was short and if she missed whether or not I made a comment about that in the previous episode, she did not miss a comment. I did not say anything. I know you guys last season, A few of you had some very um, deep and strong feelings regarding me um, talking about Jose and Houston being very short. And I just want, I just want to be clear. Okay. It's not the height that bothers me. It is the Napoleon complex that bothers me. It is the short man, angry short man behavior that is going to cause me to dunk on you every time for being five foot four. We have not seen that. We've seen a lot of troubling things from Michael, but this is not, his troubles are not indicative of like short man, Napoleon complex behavior. But I guarantee you guys that the minute he steps his eight size eight shoes out of line, I will roast the hell out of him. But for now, I have my eye on him in a different way in the sense that I'm like really concerned. And I also feel like Jasmina deserves a lot better than 
Michael. So, like, right now, I could talk about how the fact when he was getting his hair cut before the wedding, he mentioned how he kept women at arm's length. And I could say, right, like, if I just wanted to make a joke about him being short, I could say, you know, arm's length for you is only about 18 inches. So, like, is that really that deep? But I didn't. I didn't say that. I could have said that. Hypothetically, I could have said that. But I didn't. So anyway, that is what he said, that he does keep women at arm's length. But he's going to go into marriage with a completely different approach. And he's talking to his best man. And his best man's like, I think you need to stop being so tactical about this and like not treat this as a war game. Like, just do it. Just be natural about it. Then over with Jasmina, she's talking about how She's hoping that her husband is prepared to always want to make her happy because she's going to be doing the same for him. And she's really excited about getting married because she's tired of being in her, in her words, the test dummy. I think a lot of women can relate to this, like the feeling of I dated this guy. He was not prepared. He was not emotionally available. But then as somehow, as soon as we break up, they're, they're putting a ring on some other bitch. And, and, I'm the one who's single, even though I was the one who was ready. And you kept telling me all this. Uh, clearly, this is a personal thing. <laughs> this has happened to me, <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, um, I get you, girl. I get you, girl. So everything seems pretty hopeful until Jasmina tells production that she's scared and she feels like she's going to throw up. She starts to do a diary cam. She's like, damn, I really thought that I went into this thinking like I was good, but I'm not. <laughs> and she's like having to do some um, calming breaths. Um, she starts freaking about the fact like, I don't know this guy. They even have to get her mom because her mom was like not helping her get ready. She wasn't in the, the suite with the bridesmaids. So they have to get her mom like from the audience from the, you know, the wedding to like calm her down, talk her into this. I don't, maybe this has happened in like the early seasons, but I, I haven't remembered outside of, um, who was the chick who found out, was it Karen? Yeah. Karen in New Orleans that found out Miles and she looked in his social media the night before the wedding and then she freaked out. I don't remember anybody seeing anybody freak out quite like this being like, and this happened a couple times this episode where we really saw the uh, wives really be and, and, and Elijah one <laughs> and Elijah one really like go through it before the wedding. At one point, Jasmina says, I'm just praying that this man is the man that I asked for. <laughs> well, Jasmina, if the last couple seasons are any indication, I, I think your prayers might be going unanswered. Um, she says, you know, I saw myself getting married. I had a vision of who this guy was going to be and how it was going to happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen like this. I didn't picture it with a guy that I didn't even know. So finally, her mom is basically able to drag her down the aisle. <laughs> I hope you guys saw that. We saw mom first and we saw a, a leg, excuse me, an arm. And then Jasmina. <laughs> took her a second um mama was halfway down the aisle by the time jasmina came <laughs> and her body came down there but um she is emotional she's like crying down the aisle 
and Michael's having having the completely opposite reaction because he's clearly shocked at how beautiful she is. Like he's like, oh my god, keep it together. Same for Elijah later. Um, fortunately, Jasmina has jokes, and this is why I really like her. She when she gets down the aisle, she asks Michael, like, hey, do you come here often? And um and she does her vows and then she does like the mic drop with her vows when she's done. <laughs> she was ready. I, I really, really like her. After the wedding, uh, Jasmina says in an interview that she was just like too much in her head leading up to the wedding, but she's good now. So Michael, like I told y'all, is pleased as punch at how hot Jasmina is. And he's like, I'm definitely attracted to her. She looks like a black Barbie. And the moment I knew that Jasmina was for me, was when they sat down to do that champagne toast and he fixes her glass of champagne and then himself and then he drinks it no no toast no cheers no eye contact and she's like bro you did it completely wrong and then she makes him get a sip's worth of champagne that he took from his glass put it back <laughs> refill the bo- refill the glass with the sips worth of champagne and do the thing all over again. And that's, that's my kind of bitch. You, right. You've let him know he did it wrong. <laughs> you correct the behavior <laughs> and move on. Even if it's something as silly as champagne. And now I'm seeing maybe why I'm single and why she had to go on the show because we do stuff like that. Maybe that's, maybe this is an aha moment for me, but I, I was delighted, frankly, and I was entertained. The second time I knew Jasmina was for me was when she starts talking about TV and how she loves TV and how she stays up. <laughs> like I might go to bed at 10. That's not really me. I, I'm, I'm, I live for sleep. I'm constantly just like waiting to go back to bed, but she talks about how she really loves her like Korean dramas. And so she stays up to watch them. And then Michael says, I don't really watch TV. And she's like, what? <laughs> huh? Pure discuss. And I love her. I love her. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all. But when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health. And we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Let's move on to Alyssa and Chris, who I think are getting sort of the flop couple edit, the the boring couple edit. Um, and I'm not sure if it's because they're individually flops or their storyline ends up being a flop. But either way... I'm sensing flop behavior. So before trying on dresses, Alyssa reveals to us that she has purchased with her own money, 10 other wedding dresses before going shopping on the show. Just in case 10. Now, are you picky or are you open 10 dresses? Cause it's like you were able to find 10 dresses, which I feel like most wives aren't, or most, most brides aren't. Um, I just have a lot of questions. I really don't need any of them answered. I, she just, she's like melatonin for me. They're really like melatonin. I'm, I don't really care. She's really trying to give us stuff and I do find her mostly annoying, but like, is that the only feeling that she wants me to have from her? Probably not. So she, you know, unfortunately reminds us that she's like country strong or whatever, despite being born and raised in Massachusetts. I don't know why it is <laughs> that she's choosing country just the general category of country as a an entire personality trait that she feels like the need to cling to. I don't I mean she said she liked country music, but I think Alyssa to me is more of like a fall vibes girl. You know what I mean? Like pumpkin venti pumpkin spice latte in hand it, like as soon as the flavor drops in Starbucks in August. Um, you know, a, a knee-high boot, a wide brimmed hat. You know what, you know, like a lot of cardigans. That's what I think she's trying to say. And like, I think she probably listens to like, I don't know, Kane, Kane Brown. Is that a person? <laughs> Brown Kane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's a Kane. There's a Kane in the country industry. I know that. Um, but like, I don't like you live in Boston, which I mean, to the rest of America has a very distinct vibe. So I don't know, like if whatever you're dreaming up in your head is going to come true. She also bought these like hideous cowboy boots for the, for the wedding to go with her dress, which to be clear, I'm not opposed to a cowboy boot. Like I'm not opposed to like a, an alternative shoe for a wedding dress. I think most of the time it could be really cute, but like these were ugly and we just need to say that. So she goes into this thing, and I know I shouldn't have talked about the 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 try-ons because I made this whole speech about how boring it was, but she was the only one that was interesting. And for a moment, Elijah Juan, we'll get into that. But she said that she wants to find a dress that's like a country wedding dress. And then she picks out the dress, and it's the same one that Noi picked out. <laughs> Which we know that Noi is like a... She seems like a, like a dance, I'll go to like a Diplo concert kind of girl and like get on a guy's shoulders and like really party. So I'm, I'm confused as to why she found that corset dress with crystals on it to be country, but whatever girl, 
I think you're just as confused about this aesthetic as I am. So I'm not going to ask you questions that I know you can't answer. At one point, Alyssa starts talking about the law of attraction and being really specific about what you want so that what comes back to you is what you actually ask for. And fair, but like, I just don't trust a woman that is so sure of herself, but yet it seems to be completely unaware that her foundation doesn't match the rest of her skin. Like her face is giving me twilight. Her body's giving me Jersey Shore. And so I can't trust you. Because you're not making good decisions, you know? That was really it with Alyssa. We get to Chris. He is putting a little bit of pressure on himself. And says that his wife, he wants, he's telling his groomsmen, I want my wife to look at me down the aisle and say, that's a professional man. <laughs> Do you, is that what you want her to say? Like, I feel like there are other adjectives. <laughs> well, he looks professional. You know, she's not walking into a car dealership, right? Like, I know, like, again, he seems to be really, like, into real estate as his personality trait. These people are boring. These people are very boring. (laughs) I don't know how how much I can hold on to this, but true romance of you saying that I, my goal is for my wife to look down the aisle and say that I look professional. Then he tells his groomsmen that they're... If there's some big issue that they can't get past in marriage, he can't control his wife, but he can control himself. So if she comes to him with an issue, says, I don't like X, Y, Z about you, he's willing and able to change those things. And if his groomsman reminds him, like, you don't want to be playing a role. Don't just be doing things because she asked you to, if it's not, you know, authentic to yourself. And Chris's response is, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's quickly move to um, to uh, Katina and Elijah on. Okay. So, like I said before, I have to admit that there was something that we got out of these try-on segments. Because Elijah on goes to get his tux. He's with his brother, sister-in-law, groomsman. And he's so excited and talking about like how good he's going to look and oh, she's going to really be gagging for me or whatever. <laughs> so as soon as he goes to try on his tux, they start talking cash shit about him immediately, immediately about how he's been saying he wants a wife that cooks and makes breakfast for him when he, before he goes to work and come, he's coming home to a hot meal. I don't think he really wants it. I don't think he really wants the idea of a, a woman who's just staying at home waiting to make him one more meal. I think he actually wants a girl who has a job and is working as hard as he is. And I have to agree. I said last week, this man wants all of these things that are not, uh, they're total diametrically opposite from each other. And I'm not saying that a woman can't be all of those things. I'm saying what Elijah Wan wants does not exist in a woman. Not not a woman that he wants. Let me correct that. He he wants a lot of things. <laughs> Cuz I don't, I don't want you all guys to think that like I I think that he's better than anybody. No. He doesn't know what he wants. He wants the things that he sees, uh, you know, some fuckboys that he follows on Instagram posting about, like, in their, you know, their motivational quotes about, like, rise and grind, um, 
you know, you're the head of the household, you're the king, whatever. That's what he wants. And that does not exist in the type of, because he wants a woman who's strong-willed, but submissive, really sexy, but not like a Madonna whore situation. It's not going to happen, but okay. This proves to not really matter because as soon as Elijah Wan sees Katina, he has forgotten everything and he's willing to lay, lay on a sword for her immediately. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. After they're done talking shit about him, he comes out and he's like, oh, I look so good. I'm like taking my own breath away. I can't believe this. I want to wife myself up. And this marriage, you guys, it's dead on arrival. Okay. (laughs) They end up being the third couple to get married. When he gets to his hotel suite with his groomsmen, he's like, look out the window, guys. The world is ours. As if you're not like, is this a penthouse? It looked like you were on the eighth floor of like a three star hotel, like everybody calm down this is an entourage oh you're okay you're not even paying for this you know (laughs) you're having to get married to somebody to get access to an eighth floor uh, suite in a three-star hotel okay so like the world's not yours you're literally contractually obligated so he's really talking a big confidence game until it gets closer to the wedding they're, before they're about to walk out, he starts to fully weep. I'm talking like, <gasps> like bad. Like Zach from last season kept it cuter than Elijah Wan did. I'm not even really sure what he was so emotional about. He didn't really express it. He just says that he's excited and that he has a lot of emotions. Then he starts talking about how vulnerable he feels once his groomsmen walk away. At one point, he has to ask a producer to give him a hug to make him feel better. And, ooh, (laughs) it takes a lot for him. But fortunately, when they get to Katina walking down the aisle, you can just tell he's so happy. Like, he could have jumped into the Boston Harbor, like, right behind them. I I, I don't know if that's Boston Harbor. Whatever river you guys have there, I don't know. But he's thrilled. He's absolutely thrilled. He cannot take his eyes off of her. And then they get to the vows part, or not the vows, but the, um, you know, your friends, 
and family wrote this about you and they would like your wife or your husband to know this. And there was a part that was like, I hope you're familiar with the kitchen because, you know, he really likes the idea of coming home to a hot meal. And she looks over at her friends like, "Uh oh, (laughs) Uh, not me. But very quickly, Elijah wants like, you know what, we'll do it together. Don't worry about it. We're going to do this together. Now, given what he said last week, the man is digmatized for sure. Um, somebody messaged me, forgive me, I don't remember your name, but you mentioned how big the bouquets were that the, the, the wives were wearing. And I noticed it with Jasmine. I was like, yeah, that is kind of big. But then we get to Katina and hers is practically like the size that you put on a casket at a funeral. <laughs> like who, whoever you are, you're absolutely right. They were bawling out of control. Beautiful flowers. So big. I mean, there were several points where they were doing the scenes with Katina and Elijah on where you just can't see Elijah on's head or body because the flowers are obstructing the entire shot. So as they were getting ready for the wedding, Katina's mom said something interesting that was something along the lines of like, I hope you really give this person a chance and I hope you basically don't see them make a lot of judgments and feel some type of way and then not give them a chance to like actually prove who they are. So when she sees Elijah on, like, obviously she, she says that he's cute. She's attracted to him, but she's clearly like, he's got golden retriever puppy energy right now. He's making a lot of promises. He's wide eyed. There's a lot of bearing of teeth staring at her ex- expectations, um, anticipation. And like me, I would have been really like, ugh, put off by that. <laughs> and so I get it. Um, and it also like me, she has a hard time like not showing her feelings on her face. And, and I got that. And I could see how people might feel like, oh, maybe she was kind of a bitch or like, whatever. I get, I get the same way. So like Katina, we see each other. I, it was a lot. It was a lot of energy coming at her and he was going on and on and on about the promises and the lifelong commitment and protecting her. I'm going to do everything for you. I, this is such a big commitment. And she's just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Katina to me is not a romantic. Like if, if, I get, if things get too overly sappy or saccharine sweet for me, it's like overwhelming for me. And I kind of like shut down, especially when I don't know the guy. Like, it's the kind of thing you have to like, I have to get to know you and I have to get to like you before we start getting mushy. But like, you're on 300 right now and I'm on like a six and a nervous six because I don't know you. (laughs) So like, calm down, calm down. So if you guys found that that Katina's reaction rubbed you the wrong way, I just admonish you and encourage you to practice a little patience because I think it's just going to take some time. I really do. Before we end with them, I just would, I'm curious because Elijah one was talking about how, you know, now that he's getting married, Isaac is going to go away. No more Isaac. And my quick question is like, did Isaac know how to drink champagne? Because Elijah one doesn't, he was shooting. He was like taking shots of the champagne, like full glasses right to the dome. <laughs> Maybe he should have been paired up with Lindsay. I don't know. I don't know. I was, I found that cause if he did it one time and he's like, Oh, should I have not taken that like a shot? And then he did it again. So, you know, 
Fool me once, fool me twice. You know what I mean? Anyway, let's end with uh, Steve and Noi. Now, before we get into their segment, I just want to shout out to uh, Steve's brother, Dan. Dan with the hot roller curls. I know you're probably listening because uh, apparently you took to Twitter and not only tweeted me, but you tweeted a lot of people who made comments about your your fashions and your look. So hi, Dan, if you're listening to this. Um, I've... The hair was a choice, okay? And I'm allowed to think that. <laughs> and furthermore, I just remembered, I have a friend who is in the Boston area, and she, I guess, doesn't watch the show, but she said, uh, you know, she tangentially kind of knows Steve through friends. And she told me, Daniel, I'm going to blow up your spot right now, that you intentionally looked like that on TV to troll people and to get to get a reaction out of people. So, you know what? I'm not taking the bait anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to make any comments about the fact that you um, pulled up at that tech shop with a t-shirt of a cartoon of a man in a hot dog costume. Because I know you were doing that shit intentionally. So no more. Game's over, Dan. Okay? We didn't really get a whole lot of Steve and Noy because they were the kind of cliffhanger couple, the fourth couple to get married. But we didn't see anything. We just saw the lead up to it. Um, when it's time for Steve to get ready, he asks his groomsmen if he should take his bracelets off. And I don't know what happened to me, but something in my body was like, no, you know? And I was like, oh, he's a bead bracelet guy. I haven't really worked out what that means. I just know that my body responded in a way that was negative. And I I think I associate guys who wear those bead bracelets like that with like, some sort of like very shallow dip into spirituality and it's like a conversation piece a lot. I I hope this is not like a culturally insensitive thing that I'm missing on, but like he, I think it's really because he was talking about how, you know, he went to Florida and like that was like his big eat, pray, love moment. And that's confusing for me. So like, I'm just getting like fake, fake vibes from him, fake spirituality vibes from him. And the beads really set me off. But like, I'm willing to let that go. But I'm just saying that like my body reacted. Okay. Another red flag for me, but in a different way was when Noi, she's getting her hair done. She tells one of her bridesmaids, I want to, I think I'm going to thank my future husband for being brave enough to do this. And then she starts to get emotional and her friend starts to get emotional about like how sweet that is. And I thought, oh, baby, oh, no, you're too good for this show. You're too good for the iterations of the show that we've been getting for the last few seasons. I I worry for Noi because her heart seems to be in this more than maybe the other women, maybe more than anybody else on this season. So I'm concerned. She seems very sensitive and I I think I like her. I'm concerned. I mean, like, Steve kind of seems like a beta, so I don't really think he can hurt her feelings. He doesn't seem inherently evil, even though he does look like the evil guy from Aladdin. You know, like, he's just got those strong features, like, angular, slim face, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm concerned. I'm, I'm kind of maybe more interested in most interested in Steve and Noy's uh, storyline, whatever, on the show, because I just don't know what I'm going to get from them. 
they're different people than what I think we're used to on the show. So I'm kind of interested in that way. I don't think this is going to be successful for them. (laughs) But I'm interested in seeing how their dysfunction breaks down. That's evil. And I'm going to end on that evil note. (laughs) Okay. With that, you guys, if you want to give me or you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that. Spotify, you can now do... um, reviews or you can do ratings on Spotify. I think they're slowly rolling it out. So if you don't see, basically, if you go to a podcast, any podcast on the Spotify, you go to their main page, there should be um, a little star there, like right under the title, like kind of in the, on the left side, under the title and the episode description. So, or the uh, podcast description. So if you're able to do that, it might not be on your app yet, but it should be soon. If you're a Spotify listener, if you could go ahead and give me a five-star rating on that, I would love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. <laughs>